In a perfect world, after watching an awesome movie or streaming series, you would be able to walk into a toy store or go online and get yourself action figures of the new characters that you just saw on the screen. But realistically speaking, due to actual toy production timelines and many studios wanting to avoid spoilers to certain plot points and characters in their shows, this almost never happens. We have to either get inaccurate versions earlier on or have to wait for months or even up to a year or more just to get the most accurate renditions of these characters. But this, this is completely unacceptable. When the first trailer of the much-hyped Disney Plus series Ahsoka first aired in mid-2023, almost all the conversations revolved around the two mysterious Force users brandishing orange lightsabers, cutting through some hapless rebel officers. While as a whole, the Ahsoka show wasn't perfect, I think it would have been safe to say that almost everyone enjoyed both Balan Skull and Shin Hati, expertly played by the actors Ray Stevenson, rest in peace, and Ivana Sakno. While I have always been a fan of Ray Stevenson since his role as Titus Pulo in the excellent HBO series Rome, 13! I believe Ivana Sakno more than held her own, dare I say even outperforming Rosario Dawson and Natasha Lou Bordizio, who played Ahsoka and Sabine Wren respectively in my opinion. So given that, these two were my most eagerly awaited Black Series figures from Ahsoka. Understandably, they took longer than most of the other featured characters from the show, and I was cool with that. I preferred for them to take their time and just get things right. Eventually, Balan and Shin Black Series figures were finally announced and revealed in Hasbro's streaming event PulseCon in September of that year. And even as early as then, I specifically remember being a little underwhelmed by what I saw. Balan's skull looked decent, if not a little plain. But I thought that Shin Hati definitely looked off, especially her face and her hair sculpt, which both looked very odd to me. But I remained hopeful as usually what is shown in these first reveals aren't actual final production samples but just mocked up prototypes. True enough, a few months later, pictures of the actual retail releases started surfacing online from a retailer in Hong Kong and to be fair, it did seem that they did tweak Shin's face a little bit. I still found it lacking but it was a little bit better. But that wasn't the real problem that became obvious with these pictures. It turned out that Balin's skull was the real problem. He was too short. In the show and in all promotional shots, it is clear to see that Balin towers over his apprentice Shin, who basically reaches right up to his ear line. But here was his action figure standing at the same height as Shin Hati. What? Look. Given that most of the time toy production schedules rarely match up with media releases, rushed out products can sport some aesthetic differences from what is actually seen on the screen. This is usually because toy designers often have to work with early concept art supplied to them by the studios, which have a good chance of being tweaked or outright changed by the studios months later. But to mess up something like a human character's height is in my book inexcusable. These characters are played by real actors, real people, most of whom have their physical attributes such as, oh I don't know, height, readily available online to the public. So you don't have any good visual references? Just Google it! Ray Stevenson is 1.91 meters and Ivana Sakno is 1.73 meters. That is clear. How could they mess this up? Unbelievable. 
So yeah, messed up height aside, I was still excited to get these two and I eventually did in December. But I was dead set on doing my best to remedy this situation. A few weeks prior, popular Black Series YouTuber Lance Peter Luke posted a quick and easy fix to these two involving switching up Balin and Hattie's legs with the Inquisitor, Reva, and the Mandalorian, Koska Reeves, respectively. While this would have been ideal for me as well, despite being such poorly written characters in my opinion, I had no plans of cannibalizing my existing Reva or Koska figures, and I wasn't willing to splurge on newer ones either. So I decided to save my money and just put a little more effort into my fix. Now, I am by no means an expert customizer, but I have done my fair share in the past to varying degrees of success, at least by my own personal standards. Please don't take this video as a how-to instructional. It's just an accounting of what I chose to do. And so, with that in mind, I set my plan into motion. For Shin, I identified two major problems. One, I thought that she was too tall, and secondly, I thought her proportions were a bit off because of her neck, which I thought was too long as well. The latter problem was quite easy. While I initially thought that I had to deepen the socket in her head, just to make it sit a little lower on the neck, once I removed the ball pin between the neck and the head, I found that the end result was quite nice, so I added a little sticky tack to keep things tight and secure, and that part was good. Her leg fix was a little bit more involved though. First, I sliced or made Hattie. Sorry, sorry, I couldn't resist. I had to slice both legs around mid-thigh and took off about half a centimeter more or less from each leg. I also drilled a small hole in the center of each part to accommodate a wooden barbecue stick just for added reinforcement. Once everything was in place, all I had to do was rejoin the two parts together with some super glue and I was good to go. The reintegration didn't have to be exact because 1. The legs were black, so slight imperfections wouldn't be too noticeable. And 2. Everything was hidden behind her skirt, so no harm, no foul. Balin's fix was similar, with a twist. I needed to add height, so just like Hattie, I had to slice each leg at the mid-thigh and drill some holes in each half to accommodate the barbecue stick reinforcement. But this time, I had to leave around a 5mm space between each leg, which I filled in with some epoxy putty. After leaving the putty to dry overnight, it was ready to paint the next day with some flat black acrylic paint. Again, not perfect, but at the end of the day, all my amateur custom work would be covered up by a skirt. And to finish things off, I gave them some hooded capes that I lifted off a couple of my Jedi Lukes that should have been included in the first place. But, oh well. So there you go. Problem solved. In an ideal world, we really shouldn't have to be fixing these figures right out of the box. They don't have to be perfect, but I mean really, this screw-up was completely inexcusable. Was my solution a bit of an overkill? I suppose. While I had to work a little harder, I did end up spending significantly less than buying two more actual whole figures just to cannibalize, which was more important to me. Plus. It was fun to flex whatever little customizing skills I had in me. So has anyone else had to fix any of their action figures out of the box? What did you have to do? Let me know in the comments below and tell me your story. Thanks for watching Stories from the Toy Shelf. If you enjoyed this story, please help me out by giving it a like, comment, and subscribe to the channel to get notifications whenever I upload a new story. Until the next one.